views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but I really like them. I hope you like them. I know Chris likes them. We all like them. If you don't like them, lighten up. The next thing we have to say is the review of the Goofy. Is that a nice way to start this show? What a meanie. Super nice. I'm telling. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. How soon will we hope before this introduction is over? Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use. Some of us will and some of us won't. And we'll use them to a certain degree. Let's get the most out of it. 30, 60, 90, 100 fold. How about that? Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I'll tell you why, because after this introduction, we'll talk about the renewal contract we received. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavily talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through that process. Not only the high points and the low points, but just making solid decisions in life, trying to do the best that we can. As you read the Apostle Paul in some of his letters, he says, we're going to do this and we're going to do this, Lord willing. Even though he wanted to do something, you still had to, he still had to surrender it to the Lord, us too. And that's part of the process of walking in the Lord. This is not your church. This is a fellowship. I am not your pastor. I'm your brother in the Lord. For some of you, I'm your big brother. For others of you, I'm your little brother. Regardless, I'm your brother. And here's the great thing about that. I'm the annoying brother, whether he's older or younger. Take it either way. Uh, Bottom line is if you have an opinion, a thought, a comment, you have an idea, you have something you want to share or if you have a prayer request or a praise report, we want you to reach out to us. Don't hesitate. Give us a call at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will have the privilege of having the phone answered by Captain Chris. And then... You will be sailing takes me away to where I'm away. I mean, how good is that? That was just perfect. Okay. Big props for Captain Chris on that. Good spot to pop 
pop that in. So bottom line is you can do that. You can also text us 214 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You can do it anonymously. You can share your name. doesn't matter. We're okay. And then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can do that live during the show. We still get that on my Chromebook. Which, by the way, I've noticed that on all of my computers, Noel's computer and my two computers, the one that's here and the one that, that, that I take with me and then the one at home, every one of them has – look at this. Look at this. Look, 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 look at this, Chris. This tape, right? Like all of my electronic units, all of the plugins, all have tape over them because they're falling apart. Well, you got to quit chewing on the cords. <laughs> See, I feel I should be able to just put a potato in there and stick like a pencil in there and have it just, you know – I guess that doesn't work that way. Uh, anyway, so uh, bottom line, if you send an email, we will get it right here live. The other thing I want to tell you is to go to the website. Two things to tell you on that. Uh, that's a place to give. We encourage you to do that after you take care of your home base. Take care of your home base. That's important to us, that you support the local church you attend. That's where you're getting your feed. That's the main place. And don't, you know, if you're one of those people, well, I don't want to pay 10%. You know what? Give something, but give it with the right spirit. And if the Lord puts it on your heart to participate with us, great, financially. And if not, then pray for us. That's our the thing that we ask you to do. You can still go to the website. And, oh, by the way, I just want to tell you, the Spoonanity app is very popular. So go check it out. It's free. It doesn't take much to download. It's got a couple of goofy pictures, but it's fun. So go to hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, now, many of you are trying to figure out why are you in a good mood, Dave? I'm always in a good mood. Well, mostly I'm always in a good mood. Well, sometimes, you know, every once in a while, I too am in a good mood. Let me just say that. Uh, bottom line is, I only have a, an assignment and a half left. And if I get these two assignments, the assignment and a half left done in the next two days and the other assignment done by Sunday, I will actually have four weeks off from school. So for me, I'm like, go, 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 go. That'd be kind of nice. I'd be uh, a fourth of the way finished with the doctorate and uh, looking good. That's all I'm going to say, looking good. You know, the day I get the uh, the doctorate probably on the entire uh, show, you'll just be hearing trumpets and then little phrases like, he's a doctor, he's a doctor, you know, that kind of thing. That'll be funny. Uh, the other thing to tell you is, and I want you to be in prayer about it. We're already moving forward on it, but I want you to know about it. We have been asked by the station to renew our contract for another year. So as ridiculous as we can be, and we are, okay, and we are, uh, they love us enough to keep us around. So that's good, right? Because they could easily go, yeah, see ya, all right? <laughs> you wrote a funny email. I have no desire to raise <laughs> to raise your fee one penny. I wrote them back. I have no desire for you to raise my fee one penny. I actually wrote that back. Uh, so that's uh, going on there, so keep that in prayer. Uh, we'll get to the text, and then I got a poll for you that we're going to offer. A poll. No, really, a poll. And uh, But in the meantime, let's get right into the text. Well, you know we are in the Psalms, and we are in Psalm 13. And I'm just going to pick it up from verse 3, but I want you to catch this. We talked about verse 3 last week, but I want to kind of do a runway in to make sure that you know what's going on. Everything else covered? Do we got it for this segment? All right, here we go. All right, consider and hear me, O Lord God. Enlighten my eyes 
lest I sleep the sleep of death. Remember last week we talked about enlightening the eyes so we can see what's going on, get our brains like, you know, going. He says this, list my enemies say I have prevailed against him. List those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. I know it's difficult to think that there's people that really don't like you, but I want to promise you, if you are a Bible-believing, born-again Christian, there are people that do not like you, and there are people that hate you, even if you don't know them personally. And you might even say, I'm a nice person, if they got to know me personally. You believe in Jesus, and they hate you for that. And you're just that's not going to change. If you're looking to be pleasing to everybody else, don't be a Christian. There's no other way to go about it. If you're going to jump into the camp of Jesus Christ, if you're going to jump off the massive boat that's headed towards hell and destruction and jump on the lifeboat named Jesus, there is something that's going to take place. It is in the spiritual realm. We are uh, natural people, and we are spiritual people, and spiritual people who reject God will reject you. It doesn't matter what position they're in. It doesn't matter how up or down they are financially or relationally or anything else. Their animosity towards God will carry over towards you. So if you're a people pleaser, and many of the people in our audience are, if you're a people pleaser, it's not like that never happens or people never do that. But try to ask the Lord to help you to move away from being a people pleaser pleaser and move into the realm of being a pleaser to the Lord first, foremost, and in all things. Because that will save you an enormous amount of grief from the ridiculousness that's going to come your way. Here's the, the, the nice bottom line to that. People want you to fall off your faith. Did you know that? People want to see people fail. If you will just carefully listen, people who have spiritual enemies go, oh, they're just such a hypocrite. Oh, I just wish this would happen, or I just this would, they'd just be exposed. It's like Christians are not perfect except positionally by the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. We all make mistakes. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't strive to walk in the perfection that the Lord set before us. But what the reality is, is that we have a strong dependence on grace and mercy, and those that are opposed to the Christian faith do not. And they don't like grace and mercy. And the main reason they don't like it, and the main reason they don't, I'm just going to tell you what it is. The main reason they don't like it, the main reason is because you know what they don't want at the end of their life? Accountability. They don't want to have to answer for anything that they've said or done. They think they are above that. But we surrender to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and we are not above that. And we acknowledge that there are shortcomings. And in fact, we lean a little bit more towards Nehemiah and Ezra when Ezra mentioned uh, in, in the framework of Scripture that our sins disgust us because we know they're so offensive to God. That's what we're like. And that's just being honest, not weird. And so there's less my enemies say, I freely love against them. those who trouble me rejoice. They're gonna, they want me to be moved, but I'm not moving, Lord. I'm here before you. Okay, we come back. I'm going to absolutely blow your mind, I promise. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
What is the David Spoon experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then, the show starts. And you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? Bibles are very cool looking. You can have them electronically. You can have them in your phone. You have them in your computer. There's tons of apps. There's also cool looking book Bibles. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. It's great. Here's the bottom line. All that's fancy and fantastic and useless if you don't read it and believe it and process it. For those that are trying to figure out, uh, first of all, well, why is it that the Bible is uh, its own unique enemy? What's the deal in that? Well, the same breath that went into creating Adam, which was creating creation of man, that same breath went into the Bible. And so 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is God-breathed. That's the breath of God, and the breath of God that went into Adam is the breath of God that goes into the book, which is why this is a unique book. And then people are get, they get really upset, and they go, well, hold on now. Hold on now, Dave. The, the, the problem there is, you know, that, that there's just so many people that have been a part of writing the Bible. In fact, there's about 40 authors spanning about 3,000 years in all different types of positions in life. But here's the great thing about Christian faith. If you believe that God created the universe, you're going to step out on that big ledge and go, well, if he created the universe, he can probably write a book. Well, the amazing part about the book itself is not just the self-proclamations of the book, but you get into the prophecies, and it's an amazing, amazing element that every single prophecy has been fulfilled exactly, and yet there are some to come, and we will see those fulfilled. But while you're engaging in the Word of God, here's something you need to be aware of that Christians do not recognize, that that word where it says, for the Word of God is alive, is zone in the Greek. If we were doing a Greek word, that'd be zone. And that word means alive, to live. Jesus used that word in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, where he says, Behold, I am alive, and I live forevermore. Same word. And the word of God is alive. And you think, well, this is just a book. It is just a book, except for when you're reading the word of God and the Holy Spirit connects you to the word of God, it becomes something altogether different. If Jesus Welcome back me. to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I'm telling you, this teaching that's coming up, it's one of those where you should mark it in your Bible. Ooh. In the meantime, here's your first trivia question. What was the profession of Cornelius who was given a vision in Acts chapter 10? What did he do? 
What did he do? What was his living? Now, I'll take a couple of answers because they're all direct in the same place. Uh, you can call us at 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We do. Uh, we know we have DNA, but we're going to do it in the next uh, 60 minutes. There's something I do want to throw in your direction. So I had somebody review my paper at the academic level. Uh, got a really good, really uh, well-received paper, which is nice. You know what I'm saying? It's like nice to have somebody there. But uh, somebody asked me a question, so I wanted to throw it out to the audience. They said, you know, I get it because, you know, you're not 20. <laughs> So you have the, you know, I've got sunshine on a cloudy day. And that's our intro song. Now, we're not changing the second song. We're not changing our intro at the at the top of the hour. But they said, do people want that song? Because, you know, I think it's kind of catchy and, and cool. And so the poll was, do you like that song that we use in the very intro in the beginning? Or... Is there another song that you wish we opened up with? And it's not – there's nothing legalistic, and it doesn't mean I'm going to change it, but it's a great question. It's, it's really it's really great. Now, in this realm, there's more legalistic kind of academics than not, so that's where a little of that's coming from. But I thought, you know, that's a good question. Does, uh, do people want to hear a different intro song? And then just let me know. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'd be open to, to listening to that. That will be an informal poll we'll take kind of the rest of the week. Just to get an idea from people. All right. So uh, the trivia question. Isn't that cool? Kind of like, you know, right, okay. But remember, I got sunshine on a cloudy day. When it's cold outside, you know, I have the month of May. It's not like, you know, it's like sunshine on a cloudy day. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. See, what's wrong with that? It's not like going, you know, take a long walk off a short pier. You know what I'm saying? It's Oh, I love that song. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. Uh, what was the profession of Cornelius who was given a vision in Acts chapter 10? Again, if you think you know the answer, reach out to us, 972-445-0770, or text 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. I'm going to do this teaching on the rest of Psalm uh, four, 13. <laughs> Whoops. 13. And this is uh, verses 5 and 6. And if you don't have, if you're a Bible marker, this would be one. If you're not a Bible marker, it's okay. I mean, maybe you make your marks on a separate piece of paper. It would be this one. Listen to this and catch this. Catch this cool, absolutely cool thing. Psalm chapter 13, verse 5. Okay, now this is when he's saying, I don't want to be moved. You know, people are trying to get me to move. People are trying to ruin me. People don't like me. Blah, 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 blah. Here we go into this spot right here. He goes, but I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation, and I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. And you think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If somebody said that to me, I'd go, yeah, so? I mean, so? Well, here. Here's the thing you got to catch. He says, I have trusted, which is past tense. I shall rejoice, which is future tense. I will sing, which is is present tense. What I want you to catch out of this right here, I want you to get this, and this is Psalm chapter 13. Look at verse 5 and 6. I have trusted in the Lord, past tense. My heart 
shall rejoice in your salvation, future tense. I will sing to the Lord, present tense, because he's dealt bountifully with me. Here you have, in response to the challenges, watch this, the approach that encompasses your past, your present, and your future. And what is it between the past and the future? Here's the, the, the connector between the past and the future is the present. That's not, not complex. And so I have trusted in him. That works out. That's worked out great. And I'm going to rejoice in him. So in the meantime, I will sing. It's so good. Oh, you see, I have trusted. I shall rejoice. In the meantime, I got sunshine on a cloudy day. You see what I'm saying? It's like he will sing. Isn't that great? So it's a past, present, future thing, which for me, I'm into time. And I love the linear, into the linear concept here. But here, here, David is just laying it out like, look, there's been troubles. There's been this. It's gone up. It's gone down. It's like a Duncan yo-yo. Bing, 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 bing. But the bottom line is, I have trusted in your mercy. That's worked out fantastic. I am going to rejoice in you because of your salvation. You always get me out of the mess, Lord. So in the meantime, I'm going to sing. I just think that that guy... That's some good writing right there. All right, do we have somebody that's going to answer? It's not on uh, – uh, uh, is it supposed to be on hold? <laughs> oh, there it is. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Mary. Hi, Mary. How are you? Pretty good. Good. Glad to hear that, Mary. All right, you got a trivia question. I think you're going to know it because you are smart, and I have confidence in you. <laughs> you better not say that. All right, what was the profession of Cornelius who was given a vision in Acts chapter 10? He was a centurion. That is correct! He was a centurion. I would have taken soldier. I would have taken anything like that. But he was a centurion, which meant that he was in charge of a hundred or so more people. That's why it's a centurion. And the idea behind that is that he uh, was diligent before the Lord, was ready for further revelation. And the Lord said, you're going to be the place where we break this open and expand the gospel to the four corners of the earth. And you never would think that God would just use this soldier person who's very devout, very loyal, but he used him and Peter to make that exchange to spread the gospel worldwide. Yes. It was a good lesson for Peter. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it was good for Peter because Peter needed to know that the Lord— Chooses all people, not just Jewish people, but Gentiles as well as the Jewish people. That is right. Yeah. Excellent job. And you know what's amazing about this? A lot of people don't talk about this, but the Scripture is very clear. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell on the people, right? Nobody really preaches on the fact that he didn't really need to finish the message because while he was speaking, God was already working. It's like, okay. That's right. So it's powerful. Very good, Mary. Excellent work. Oh, well, thank you. Okay. Well, I'll let you go, and um, I hope your papers come out really good for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That you have to write. You still have, what, two and a half papers or yeah. two papers? No, I still got three after this that are major, 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 but I get some time off, and that's what I need. I need a little three. break. I need yeah. a little break after 10 years. <laughs> yeah, that's 
Super. Yeah, thanks, okay, Mary. Okay, well, we'll be praying for you, okay? Appreciate it, Mary. Love you. Love you in the Lord. Okay. Thank yeah. you. I love you in the Lord, too. All right. God, Alrighty. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So, Mary, always fantastic, right? Always a delight. All right. So now, and that was a good job on her on her part. Answer the question. You did great. So I just wanted you to catch this thing. And, and the reason I get excited about it is because— there's there's this aspect in this passage that we really catch something. But I have trusted in your mercy. In other words, you have trusted in the Lord in the past. Guess what? You are where you are right now because he has brought you through. He's never dropped you and forgot about you. You might not get it. You might be like Job going, well, now, wait a second. I'm feeling kind of innocent in this situation. And perhaps in your own mind, you are. That's fantastic. Except you're a sinner, so not so much. So the idea behind this is I've trusted in your mercy, and that has always come through. My heart's going to rejoice in your salvation because you're going to get me out of this. In the meantime, between the past and the future, I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing because you have always been kind to me. You've always been compassionate. You will always be kind to me. You will always be compassionate. And you know what? You're not offended at my voice. (laughs) So I'm going to sing. Now, see, I think David could say I'm going to sing. Some of us would go, maybe I should hum. But anyhow, the idea behind that is for you and I to grasp that merry heart that does make like medicine, knowing what God has done and being confident of what he will do. And that's why you tag those things in your Bible. You see what I'm saying? That's why you do that. You do that because that reminds you when you're going through stuff, how to you know get through it. And it also reminds you when you're doing really well, not to forget that you've been brought through stuff. Sometimes you get into the promised land and you forget. That's kind of what happened to Israel once they got established and they got like kind of sitting there and then they got all like complacent and then they started to forget. And it's like once you forget, you kind of open the door to um, is dunderism a word? (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, dunder Mifflin, but I mean, is dunderism a word? I don't know. Do you think it, it is now? Okay. So then you fall into dunderism, and you don't want to do that because you forget where this stuff all comes from. It comes from the Lord. You have nothing in you, on you, through you, around you that you are so worthy of. And the greatest way to say it is to s- do a summation in this statement. Ready? God's goodness exceeds us. God's goodness exceeds us. Just think in those terms. It'll be like, okay, got it. All right, there you go. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Do you think it's been, organizational leadership has been a good thing for church leaders? Well, (laughs) I'll tell you what, it's a penetrating question. The answer is very simple. If used correctly to add value to people and serve others, it's a good thing. If used incorrectly, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, when people talk about everything rises and falls on leadership, I teach them often that it rises, but it also falls. And, And nothing is better than for people to have a good leader, and nothing's worse than for people to have a bad leader. And the, to me, what, what makes servant leadership work is this. Most leaders put themselves first before their people. And so it is a me uh, motivation as far as leading. What's in it for me? Uh, I, I travel internationally with my uh, company, Equip. And, and uh, in fact, I'll, I'll leave Sunday for Guatemala. In fact, I'll be meeting next week with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala. And when I'm, when I'm with these leaders alone, David... Alone, I mean, no, no handlers, no media, nothing, but just alone. The question I ask them, which is, I think, the true servant leadership question is, will the people be at, better off after you've served your term as a leader than they were before you got there? Wow. And, and I think that's, and, and when the answer is yes, you have been a good leader, it has been a good thing. Organizational leadership, good thing. When the answer is no, bad leader, bad thing.